Evening gin. <laughs> evening. Why is that funny? Because it's not evening. Well, I suppose it is. It is. I didn't realise it was 5pm. When does... Yeah, but this... Wait, okay, te- technically though, does evening start at 5 or 6? I always think 6. Why? So is this late afternoon? Yeah. Why 6? Don't know. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with this. Because I would say 6 to 9 is like evening. 9 to midnight is like, that's night. Oh, is it? Late. What's five past midnight? Early morning. Late night. Yeah, it's AM. It's AM. So for me, that's the early hours of the morning. Well, twelve PM is afternoon. afternoon. It's not evening, is it? No. Right. I'm saying evening starts at six. Evening starts at six. It's a great podcast. So far, our film has nothing to do with time. Oh, I thought you were saying the film has nothing to do personifying the film. Is the, is the film bored waiting for us to talk about it maybe it's peeking out <laughs> right a return to usual routine format yes. this time after last week's aberration um, deviation even from the norm uh, a reminder six trivia questions dotted throughout I forgot about the trivia uh, answers at the end um, I can't say whether the, any of them suit you or not this year, this, this year this week even but uh, well, we'll find out won't we average to poor is my general is it your, record three out of six is your all time high is it I don't think it is I think I have done better but then I think <laughs> I knew the questions beforehand so ah, I was cheating a little bit yes no so you don't, you don't know these now things. I don't know them and I genuinely haven't seen them so. okay so we're going to go through some quiz questions what we've watched mm-hmm. this week what's coming up next week and then deep dive into the assistant no Oh, that's what I've got written here. What we deep dive in? There you go. Look, deep dive the assistant. Oh, shouldn't say that. Top of it doesn't say that. Top of it says introduction. One of us is enthusiastic, and one of us isn't. (laughs) The title. The Good Liar is the film that we're reviewing. Oh, The Good Life. I did The Good Liar, not The Good Life, the TV show. Stop trying to look at the. No, no, no. Sorry. Look at the thing. I changed. I changed the year and the director. I just didn't change the film name. Schoolgirl era. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Deep dive know. into the good liar. The good liar. Which you're going to insist on calling the good life. Yeah. Throughout this podcast. The good life. Great TV that's show. my era. It's a great TV show. Um, right. Anyway, two questions to start oh, off with. No. You okay. ready? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Reading my writing. <laughs> okay, you got a fifty percent chance of getting this one wrong. Great. Rebecca was the only movie directed by Hitchcock to win a Best Picture Oscar. True or false? Okay, I'll and just think about that. You do just think about that, and I want an explained answer as well, please. Oh, and what? question two <laughs> the movie Tangled features which fairy tale character? Okay, I do know that one, and I've never seen Tangled. Okay, don't shout out the answer. I'm not, I'm telling you, I've never seen the film, okay. but I know the answer. Right, so there's the first two questions, answers at the end. Um, Okay, I suppose we could crack on into what have we watched this week? Well, I can tell you what I've watched this week. Okay, tell tell us what you watched. It's something watched that you week. recommended. Well, you thought I'd watched it. You thought we'd watched this together and we hadn't. It's The Stranger on Netflix. You tried to talk to me about it and you were talking about Jennifer Saunders and you were talking about her character and I was completely lost because I hadn't actually seen the TV show. But I've started watching it on your recommendation. It's made by... What's his name? Ha- ha- oh, Harlem. Harlem Co- Co- Coben. Coben yeah. 
who made Safe, which is another Netflix series that I really enjoyed. We did watch that one together. So The Stranger, I've started watching. I am four episodes in, so I'm halfway through. It's the kind of thing I could definitely binge watch, but the episodes are you know, 40, 50 minutes long. And when I go to bed, I'm quite tired and it's something you have to concentrate on. But it's really good so far. It's gripping, centers around a woman who is a stranger and she approaches people and she seems to know deep dark secrets about the people around them and gives them the information and kind of lets them take that information people, decide what to do people who have been wronged yeah and she wants them to know the information yeah. she wants them to get right. out and change she their wants, lives she wants to right the wrong yes and it focuses on one family who that happens to in particular and then there's a whole thread unraveling but it's really good would recommend it so far don't know how it ends I won't tell you. No. But, but primarily because I can't remember. I thought that would be the case. Then we have watched, we watched, I think, I can't remember if we watched one or two episodes of The Secret She Keeps, which we recommended a couple of weeks ago on BBC iPlayer. I think Jog My Memory. Um, two Pregnant Women, although oh. questionable. Yeah, so follows two women, one of whom is pregnant with her third child, husband kind of unsure about whether he wants this third baby. And another woman who... Pregnant with her first. Yes. And who seems to have... Not the, not the luxurious lifestyle that this woman seems to have. And On the they, other side of the tracks. Yeah. And they meet, they meet briefly. We've only seen... I think, I think it's only one episode we've watched. They meet briefly. And it's about their, the friendship that they form and the relationship they form. And they both have secrets. But it's, it's, this, uh, we, we kind of know what's going to happen. You can guess after the first episode yeah. Yeah, what, what goes not on. How it, not how it... Um, transpires but we know what's going on. Yeah. So that was that's something that I definitely want to keep watching. That was really good. We're still watching Dead to Me. Oh yeah, nearly done on that. Can't remember how many episodes we've got left. Still really good. Yeah, it's it's an easy watch, they're half hour episodes. Great. And then we also uh, we've got two films that we we're we've started watching. We started watching The Pelican Brief, um which is a film I've never seen but I think you've seen. I have Julia yeah, Roberts I read is the in book. it. Thomas Harris book. John Grisham. That's the one, John Grisham. <laughs> John Grisham book. And I really like it so far. Still the other half to go. I think it's really interesting. And we also started watching 10 Minutes Gone, which is a Bruce Willis film from last year. You have to watch it, guys. You have to watch it for how terrible it is. And the review, the reviews aren't great, but for some reason we had it bookmarked and this one decided that's what we were going to watch and we, we couldn't finish it. It was... It was bad if you if you're watching it you think that bruce willis is not an esteemed actor you would not you would not think he has actually got any credibility in that field but i mean yeah we we found it on on tv we didn't pay for it or anything so i don't feel guilty about it so what you should do is just google google 10 minutes gone reviews and listen to what everybody says about it it's quite funny I find it funny that there's a woman in it who inherited millions from her husband when he died and she still did the film. Like, I don't know why she didn't need to, there was no financial reason, but she still did it. But that was the worst film I've seen in a long time, so that, that was interesting, I suppose. We don't, we don't really talk about anything that terrible, we talk about things we haven't liked, but that was truly awful. Uh, what else have you watched? Well, we watched 21 Bridges. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Twenty One Bridges. Um, which has got Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, um, which is good. Um, again, 
um, I don't know, you know, like... Predictable? Uh, On your part, definitely, you were able to guess quite a lot of the plot points. Yeah, quite early as well. Fairly early. 15 minutes in was the one that you said. That's kind of what I did. It is what you do, but... I know a film's good if it takes you longer, and it didn't take you that long. <laughs> no, I liked it though. I liked it. It was good. It was worth um, watching. We also started watching. Well, we didn't start watching. We watched by accident. We watched the first episode of Young Offenders season three, oh, which, which I don't know if you if you've not watched Young Offenders, <laughs> it's about um, a couple of young fellas in Cork in Ireland who who write and perform in their own, that write their own material and perform, the main roles within that, mm-hmm. and. Um, I think they're 16, 17. And it is very funny. I mean, it is very funny. Do as not someone, watch it with your parents. As someone <laughs> with your kids. Or your kids. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> as someone who's spent quite a few years living in Ireland, um, not Cork, however, it is very funny. I mean, they are a couple of Egypts, I think, <laughs> as the fella says. And they're on season three, and I'm sure you've heard of it, but I would go back and watch it from the start again. Um... Oh, uh, we did that. Um, and I've only got six episodes of Shit's Creek left out of, I don't know, f- 70 odd. I've got six left. And I've gone through it quite quickly. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. You're still enjoying it though? Still like it? Mm, that's what I mean. I'm not sure I'm ready for yeah, it. Yeah, hasn't let to you come down. Come to an end. It hasn't let you down yet. Right. Anyway, okay, that's, that's what we've watched this week. Um, two more questions. You ready? Okay, number three. Name the UK-based animation studio behind the Wallace and Gromit movies. Now, you must know that. Something I should know. It might come to me, okay. but it also might not. I've got the studios here. I can name the the um, the main guy as well, but anyway, I won't. I can name the guy. Question four. The In what year was the musical comedy drama series Glee first broadcast? And that's one of yours, isn't it? Yeah. So, in what year was it guess. first broadcast? Okay, there's your uh, questions three and four answers at the end. Right, I guess it's a deep dive into, well, I don't know, either The Assistant or The Good Life, or is it The Good Liar? I'm not sure, because you've got all three written down here. Oh, no, The Good Life, I said. The Good Liar. We're looking at films, again, more, re- more recent things that have come out, and... This film looks great from the outset because it's got two esteemed actors in it, Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren, and this is their first time together in a film. They've done theatre together, but they've never been in a film together before. So we thought we'd give it a go. Bit of background, it was directed by Bill Condon, who wrote for The Greatest Showman, and he also directed Dreamgirls and Gods and Monsters, none of which I've seen. But no, nor me. Sounds he sounds Irish. Is he Irish? Condon's an Irish surname. Don't know if he is. Cannot confirm that. You can look it up if you would like to. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the we'll talk about the plot, obviously, and what we what we thought of it. But we, you think with Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren, that should be a good combination. So it's obviously going to be a great British film. And you think Ian McKellen, especially, you think maybe more classic filmmaking. This is about Ian McKellen playing a con artist called Roy and he meets Betty McLeish, played by Helen Mirren, who is a widow. They meet on like a companionship dating site for older people and Hmm. eventually he realises that she actually has quite a lot of money and savings and he would like to get his hands on it. 
found out. Uh, yeah, he, he, was, he was born in New York City, oh. but was raised in an Irish Catholic family. There we go. There you go. I can always spot him. Always spot him. the Irish. Always spot him. <laughs> so, I guess we should start with. Well, uh, who's in it? I've just gone through all that. Oh, I was doing you research. You were listening to I'm talking about Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren. I've introduced those two characters. So we see Ian McKellen as a con artist and he's trying to swindle money out of a few people, including some Russian businessmen, I suppose. No, no, he's using the Russian business. They're in on it as well. They're trying to swindle money out no, of... It's the... made to look like they're swindling the Russians. Yeah. And it, he bring, he's got a business partner called Vincent who is played by Jim Carter... You'll recognise him from Downton Abbey, even if you've never seen it, you'll recognise his face. Yeah, I've never seen Downton Abbey and I recognise him. He's yeah. been in lots of things. He's been in quite like a few things, yeah. Turns up. A lifelong con man, that's all yeah. he Roy is. Roy and Vincent have been working together for years. They are con men. They are successful at what they do. Roy meets Betty on this dating site and... With one intention. To get money. Yeah. He doesn't realise how much money she has. He thinks she's uh, half a million. I yeah, think said, approximately. She's got her own little house in a quiet estate and then they have conversations and she reveals that actually she's got about two million pounds in savings and he's very excited by that prospect that's basically the film <laughs> is that he wants money out of her but her grandson stephen is very suspicious because obviously as you would be yeah, your grandmother's meeting someone new very late stages of life and he doesn't take a liking to roy straight away but eventually he seems to accept him, especially when Roy and Betty decide they're going to go travelling. And they go to Berlin and Stephen meets them there and he wants to say sorry for the way he's been treating Roy and he offers to show them around because he has, he's been researching a lot. He's, is, it, is it a history he's research paper PhD, that he's doing? PhD, PhD isn't he? And yeah. she, she's a retired Oxbridge lecturer. Also history. So he, he takes them around as, as, as an apology but there's a little bit more to Roy. Well, yeah, and I wouldn't. I don't, we don't need to say that, but no. in but during that trip, the reason we find out. the reason we chose this film over Twenty One Bridges to review, I think, was because this one is a little bit more unusual. It's got a bit more depth that you don't necessarily see coming. You couldn't possibly predict the twists and turns in it because you're not furnished with enough information to do with which to do that. No. With Twenty One Bridges, you could. I could work out pretty quickly who was who and what was going to happen and how it was going to play out. I still enjoyed watching it um, as a you know way to pass an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. But this one, um, what's it called? The Good Liar. Yeah. I, I didn't know. Uh, once you sit there and it's finished, all right, you, you kind of have, there are certain aspects of it you're thinking, yeah, no, I know what's going to happen here. And I, I, know, I, I can guess what this particular bit is about. But the fundamental plot to twists you couldn't possibly anticipate because you don't have that information. And we learn more about the individual characters. Uh, first of all, we learn about his background and then we learn about her background. Um, and um, I, I really don't want to say anything else on that. Because yeah, you, you, this is the problem with this film is that you can't talk too much about it because you'll spoil it. But that's also the film. There's not a lot that happens. There's not much to it there are these unpredictable moments yes but ultimately the story is quite i don't know it's it all gets wrapped up in the end you have like a sense of conclusion which i like but this isn't the kind of film we can really talk a lot about yeah without giving it 
yeah. without giving too much away. It it's is a very g- different film for Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren. Although Helen Mirren's from Prime Suspects, so maybe this isn't a big departure for her. But for Ian McKellen, I did not expect him to play I'll be honest, I haven't certain seen moments of this role. I haven't seen it. What other films has he done? Well, he's done Lord of the Rings. He played Gandalf. So I don't watch that. No. so it's... I've seen him on stage several times, but I've n- never seen him. I mean, I've seen him. In it. What other films have you done? Any others? The Da Vinci Code, which you have seen. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Isn't there you that? go. But that he was, obviously wasn't memorable. Well, nor was the film, but anyway. Well, true. But I don't know. There were certain aspects of this role I didn't expect Ian McKellen to be the type of actor to play that role. And that, and that surprised me pleasantly. But it's, it was a very odd film for them to... No, I don't know. I think they're, they're, I don't know, are they octogenarians? How old are they, a pair of them? Google. Uh, so I think they, they, it's nice to see that they're given kind of interesting and um, action-filled roles at at an old age as well. It's not, not quite like, um, what's his face, not the... Jason Bourne's dad, as I call him, what's he? I have a particular set of skills. Oh. What's his name? What's the film? Taken is the film. Neeson. Yeah, Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. All like that. that's funny. The Liam Neeson films, which I do enjoy as well. So she's seventy-five. He's eighty-one. So he's eighty-one, and he's a very. He's active, still going. He's got quite an active. There are some shocking scenes in it. Um, from yeah, which his, were unexpected. From his perspective, he was involved in, and I, you know, the, yeah. So I, I don't think it's as tame as you're in, suggesting, but anyway. No. But well, we are kind of impotent in terms of talking about it because we can't. I don't want to give too much, too much away. Yeah. But I would, it. but I would say watch it, especially to see two greats on screen in the same film. And if this is the first film they've ever done, then I'm happy to say that I've seen it, and. Yeah, it is a good little story. It's not completely predictable, and yeah. No, but the, I think once you've seen it, you've seen it. The end outcome is telegraphed, is predictable, but how they get there is completely. That's true. Yeah. Not Although you say that I, I mean, there were yeah, there was a moment where I thought, oh, okay, I kind of know what's happening, but even then. There was something that you predicted down to like the finer detail and I was still very unsure if it was going that way and then it did. But yeah, so to me it wasn't as predictable to you, yes, because you are very good at these sorts of things. I'm very good at spoiling your films, aren't I? Yes, that's why I don't like you saying things out loud because then they happen. Because then you hear them. And then I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you talk, I hear things. Yeah. It's great for a podcast. That's how it works usually. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. Uh, I enjoyed I, it, would recommend it. Not to go to the cinema to watch it. But. No, I'm glad, well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we didn't see it in the cinema. I paid for it on DVD. It's a film I will probably never watch again because once you've watched it, you've watched it, I kind of feel. Yeah. Right. Is that enough about that? Do you oh, want to you, rate oh, it? Oh, you got to rate it, yeah. Okay. I'm saying like 3.8. It's the lowest review I've given and that's probably just because, I don't know, this is me. For Ian McKellen and Helen Mirren, I just expected something more because they're two great actors. It was a good little film, but I, I, I said the same about Dark Horse and The Assistant. I gave them four, but it's the kind of film you don't watch again. And I do like films that I know I can go back to and still be thrilled by. I would not be thrilled by it again, but yeah, I enjoyed it. But that's just how I feel, I Okay, guess. fair enough. Yeah. I think you liked it more than I did. I enjoyed it. I'm, yeah. just, I'm not saying I'd give it more than three points. 
and yeah, it's not it's not it's not a negative thing. Three point eight one. Okay. <laughs> Five. Okay. Recurring. Six 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 six. Go on in. Is that it? Right. Yeah. And these are your last questions now. Oh, we go straight into them. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Do we? Is that what we do? I've forgotten the format. Yes. <laughs> You've got it in front of you. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Question five. Mm-hmm. Name the actor who played Walter White in Breaking Bad. Yes, I do know it. Oh my gosh. My mind went blank, but I do know it. Okay. You might be on for a high score today. I mean... <laughs> like four. No. no. And the last question you got a... I don't know. which of these movie franchises is the highest grossing of all time as of 2019 okay. Star Wars Marvel Universe Harry Potter okay. which of these movie guess. franchises is the highest grossing of all time okay um, right um, what's coming up okay. dun, dun, dun. well we're in August now which is exciting because that means the cinemas are starting to show new releases which is which is great if they don't shut them all down again yeah we don't know um that's that's going to potentially happen but they're still showing a lot of old films as well still a lot of things that were out early in the year but i did find a couple that are 2020 releases that i have not heard of until now so one of them is called summerland it stars Gemma arterton and it's a war film and during the blitz this young woman alice or fairly young woman can't remember how old Gemma Arterton is by now, probably her early 30s. She takes in a young boy during the Blitz and through that process starts like reliving a lot of her early years. Quite just a nice film. If you're looking for something a little bit more daring, there is a thriller called Unhinged, which has Russell Crowe and Karen Pistorius. Who's who she? I have not heard of. She is a, I think a New Zealand actress. I have not, I did not recognise any of the work she's done previously. Okay. She's done a few films. And that focuses on a woman who is harassed by an unhinged man following a road rage incident. So it focuses on that at the start and then her life spirals from that point on. And Russell Crowe is this... I assume so, yes. Plays the unhinged man. So that sounds quite interesting. DVDs, not much coming out until the end of August in DVDs that I could find, but one that is coming out is Four Kids in It, which is more of a family kids film. I've seen that. Yes. Trailers when it was out in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I know. Michael Caine was yeah. in it. Oh, and Russell Brand is in it as well. Um, oh, good. It's based on a Jacqueline Wilson book. It's obviously very tame. Kids find a mysterious creature on the beach and it has magical powers and they want to stop someone using those magical powers for evil things. You know, so great for the kids. Good for them. Netflix. So... I picked out three that I thought were quite interesting. I tried to. There's a lot of films coming to Netflix in August, with it being the summer. Things like things like the original Jumanji is coming to Netflix at some point this month, which is which is exciting for people who want to relive that. A few series I found. If you have been watching, oops, there's activated Siri. Uh, if you've been watching Friday Night Dinner, which is on Channel Four sitcom, you're looking at me blankly like you've never heard of it. Just on a Jewish family, every Friday they have. Oh, it's the bloke from in between, isn't it? Yes, Uh, yes, he's in that. That is currently on season six, which was on iPlayer, but I started watching it late, and I only got up to season four, and they didn't have season five. Well, season five um, came out on August the first, so that's a good thing to look at. August the fifth, World's Most Wanted season one came out. It's another crime 
series looking at world's most wanted criminals, the reasons why they're wanted, so a bit of non-fiction there. And interestingly, something that's coming up on the August the 14th is Dirty John Season 2. Alright. Now, I we started watching together Dirty John Season 1, and then I finished it because you didn't really enjoy it. So it looks like Season 2 is another standalone story, so a bit like The Sinner we were talking about last week. Um, but no, there doesn't seem to be any crossover of characters from what I can find. So I don't know if I would watch it, but for people who like the first season, they might well enjoy it. So that's some stuff coming out on Netflix, cinema and some DVDs. Great, fantastic. Lots to look forward to there. <laughs> Sorry, I just, thought, I just thought that was quite a funny thing to say. Right, uh, answers. Oh, no. This is the, the okay. moment you've been waiting for, yeah, Jennifer. Yeah, very excited. Question one, Rebecca was the only movie directed by Hitchcock to win a Best Oscar, true or false? A Best Picture Oscar. A Best Picture Oscar, yeah. That's the one, that's the one. True or false? I'm going to go with false. You're wrong. Oh. True is the answer. What's the explanation then? Well, no, there isn't one. Oh, you it, said well, you it was, no explanation? Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I thought it was like a trick question, like, right. oh, well, it couldn't do because this didn't exist. Or I, something I like wondered that. what, you, you, you're a Hitchcock fan, I wondered yeah. if you'd know like Rear Window or Psycho or Vertigo, any of them, Birds, what's the other one? No Final Quest. There you go. Any of them, one, but none of them did. Rebecca sure. did, and I would no, never have known Rebecca was even a Hitchcock film. I knew Rebecca was a Hitchcock film, so but I haven't go. seen it. Okay, question two. The movie Tangled features which fairy tale character? Rapunzel. Is correct. Get in there. <laughs> Number three. Name the UK-based animation studio behind the Wallace and Gromit movies. I can't think of it. Name the guy. I don't think I'm right in naming the guy either. I don't know. You lied. I thought I did. Well, for some reason the name Nick Sharrock came into my head. Mm, Nick Park, I think. Who's Nick Sharrock? Who's that? He's I plucked a name out of hey, nowhere. He's, a, he, he's an actor. We'll look him up. Ardman Animations is the answer. Oh, okay. Question oh. four. In what year was the musical comedy drama series Glee first broadcast? Is that in America or the UK? Uh, Do you just mean generally? I, I haven't got a, well, a okay. specific country down. 2010. Oh, so close. 29. 2009, even. Okay. Uh, question five. Name the actor who played Walter White in Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston. Well done. And question six. Which of the f- these movie franchises is the highest grossing of all time as of March 19? Star Wars, Marvel Universe, Harry Potter. Oh, it's really tricky. I'm torn between Star Wars and Marvel. I'll, I'll let you know they are the top three. Okay. I feel like it should be Star Wars because obviously that's been around so long and they've made so many films, but then so is Marvel. I'm going to go Marvel. Is correct. Oh, okay. But it's not even close. Number one, so number three is Harry Potter, 9.1 billion. Yeah. Star Wars, 9.3 billion. And Marvel Universe, 18.2 billion. Jeez, I had no idea. Because they factor in lots of like the Avengers, Iron Man, lots, lots yeah. of different, 27 or something like films in total. But anyway, how many did you get? Three. Was it three again? Oh, I was so close on the Glee one. Damn it. Okay, three. Well, at least I'm consistent. Right. Uh, One good, one bad. My good of the week would be The Stranger, because that's something that has really gripped me, and I have the potential to binge watch that if I gave myself the time to. Love that. 
my bad of the week is 10 minutes gone because I just don't understand how a film can be that terrible and have seemingly big names in and still be so terrible. Well, I've written down my... I haven't done a one good, but my one bad is I've just written 10 minutes gone. Yeah. Uh, my other bad is I've only got six episodes of Shit's Creek. And Nick Sharrett is a British illustrator and author of children's books. Yes. His work is split between... Jack Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had the name in my head. Okay. So there's Nick Sharrett. So you have nothing positive for the week? I've got nothing positive wow, at all. Wow, okay. That's nice. That's it. Uh, are you done? Yeah. Can I go now? Well, <laughs> you're not going to go very far, but okay. Well, I'll give it a go. Alrighty. Okay, bye. Bye.